Welcome to another edition of the In Search SEO Podcast, where we paint the town red with search marketing insights. Today, we have the nicest fellow in the entire SEO industry for you, Matthew Tenney of Glasses USA, joins us to talk all things SEO audit, when and how to run the most efficient SEO audit possible. From among the piles of data, how to know what to focus on when doing an SEO audit and how to best qualify the data you get back from your SEO audits. But first, we go into the May 2020 core update. It's rollout, it's impact, it's size, it's scope, it's everything. I am your host, Morty Oberstein, and I am joined by the intransigent Sapir Carabello. Hello, Morty. Hello, Sapir. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, okay, kids are back in school. Amazingly enough, kids uh-huh. are back in school all toward you know different times. This one gets out at twelve thirty. <laughs> that one gets out at two o'clock. That one. so it's a little bit of cr- you know hectic and chaotic. But they're back. We have another forty-five minutes to record this podcast before some of them come <laughs> flying through the door and start screaming. <laughs> I can already hear them screaming because I live next door to the school. So when they're out in the yard, I hear them. Oh no! I can never escape <laughs> their screaming. Uh, it's all right. It's all right, really. It's all right. Nah, not really. <laughs> but we're gonna say it's all right. They're back. I like quiet. I was out a cup of cup of coffee without having to run and change a diaper. This is great. Wow, amazing. Amazing. Good for you. How about you? How's your life going? Same old, same old. That's Nothing's it. Nothing's happening. Over Nothing's here. happening. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Oh, can I tell you? Yeah. I I last week I watched Korean baseball. Korean baseball. Korean wow. baseball. Because in case you don't, don't know everybody, Sapir studied in Korea. I don't care about sports. But it's, no, I but you care. like you you spent a lot of time in South Korea, so I thought you would like to know that. Still, I don't like sports. It's different. But it's South Korean baseball. It was okay. It was like watching a minor league game, pitching in the mid mid to upper eighties. I saw one pitch go into the nineties. One guy though had a pretty decent breaking ball, good curveball, a lot of movement, sharp movement, late breaking. Not care. bad. We, I don't care. <laughs> really good movement on that curveball. It was nice. The okay. interesting part was that they had no they had no. There is. There are no fans. No, there isn't. And instead of having fans, they had a, a recording of, of crowd noise going on in the background. Oh, yeah, they do it a lot. Yeah, because otherwise, like, the players are thinking, like, oh, wow, like, it's just weird. But that was interesting. <laughs> so live baseball is back. If you like the right. uh, Kia whatevers and the Samsung Tigers, Lions, or whatever the hell their names are. Awesome. <laughs> Don't know who any of the Great. players are. Can't pronounce any of their names, but it was good. It was baseball. <laughs> Good for you. Yep. Slowly That's getting it. into that Korean, you know. What are you tapping on? You're tapping on something. Tap, tap, oh, tap. Oh, sorry. I'm playing tap, with tap, my tap. phone. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, oh you're, you're on your phone while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not on my phone. You're, I was just like. We're spending really? too much time into this stuff. We don't have time for your phone. Baseball, we have time for. Your phone, we don't have time for. We've got a great show for you today. Do not forget, we put out a new episode of the In Search SEO podcast each and every Tuesday. You can find it on the Rank Ranger blog. You can find it on Stitcher. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on SoundCloud. And, of course, you should subscribe on iTunes. Also, it's wherever great podcasts are found. Okay, also... Since we're talking about audits, Rank Ranger has a slew of tools for all your SEO audits, whether it be content, site, page.
page audits. We have the audit tools. Head over to RankMeter.com. Sign up for a 14-day free trial and check out all of our page, site, content auditing, auditing tools for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely do that. Um, great, great show today. Talk to a real, as my grandmother would call him, a real mensch. Matthew Tenney came had a a conversation with us about the finer points of SEO audits. We will get to that shortly. However, y'all know it just went down. I don't really need to say it, but I will. The May 2020 core update hit, and we are diving in. We are going data. So let's kick this off with the basic facts, just in case you don't know what just hit the SERP. Here's up here. So, on May 4th, Google announced that they were releasing what was named the May 2020 Core Update. Very original name, as usual. Right. (laughs) By the next day, our rank uh, risk index picked up elevated levels of rank fluctuations, recording a risk level of 87. Mm. By the 6th, fluctuations levels hit a whooping 116, and the rest is history. History. (laughs) So, by the way, very short rollout, two days. That's it. We'll get to that in a second. But the first thing we need to talk about, ton of uproar. Ooh, how could Google release an update during COVID-19? Chutzpah. Or as my non-Jewish friends would say, chutzpah. Pe- oh, wow. <laughs> people, people, were say, people were saying sites may not have their full teams available to deal with the drop-off because of the COVID-19 crisis and so forth. It's not fair that Google yeah. hit them now. But not sure how I feel about this. Um, how do you what feel? Do you mean you're not sure. It's a mess. It's a mess. Okay, I was gonna. How do you feel? You feel it's a mess. Clear as day. <laughs> um, on the one hand, yeah, I kind of get the point that you you may not have your team available. It's 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 a tumultuous time as it is. At the same time, pandemic or not, Google has to offer the best results to the user. Perhaps more so during a pandemic. I don't. If to be fair, it's a tight spot for Google to be in. So. If you don't like it and you're really upset about it, try to understand where Google's coming from. If you're like, Google should definitely do this. Best results during the pandemic, very important. Try to understand where some people who may not have their full teams available are coming from. Everybody's got a fair point of view in this one from my perspective. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So let's get into this. As Sapir mentioned, though maybe you didn't pick up on it because she wasn't explicit about it, the update was very slow to start. When when we see okay, the normal level of rank fluctuations on the race on the rank risk index is somewhere around 199, 116, like we saw during the second day of the rollout. But the first day the rollout started, or the first day the update started rollout, we only saw risk levels of 87. That's sort of what a normal update looks like, an unconfirmed update. In other words, what I'm trying to say without using too many numbers, the first day of the rollout looked very much pedestrian for a core algorithm update. The second day was insane. Just gosh insane. Rankings flying everywhere. Over here. Over there's rankings flying out the freaking window. And then it just stopped. Two day rollout. Very quick. Like Google's like, hey, we know what we're doing here. We got this. Bam. Two days. We're done. In and out. Interesting. Very interesting. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought maybe in the beginning, I, my initial thought, by the way, was like, okay, first day rollout could be it's just a slow rollout. Second day will be crazy. But a good part of me thought, well, maybe Google's trying to take it easy 
Maybe. Oh no. Now Morty. that pandemic is coming out or going on. No, no. You thought? You thought really? Didn't thought... we like discuss it before that you shouldn't think? Wait. Do you hear that? <laughs> That's the sound of nobody laughing at that joke. <laughs> Everyone laughed. That's I st- the sound of silence. <laughs> I was thinking, and it turns out... Inserting, ins- inserting Korean crowd laughing noise. What, is that any different than a Canadian crowd laughing noise? Okay. I don't know. Guy don't had know. a good curveball. Guy had a good curveball. I will say that. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, Google was not taking it easy. Day two hit, and it was freaking Godzilla's attacking. Very nice. Wait, I was waiting for a response. I was waiting. Yes. Right. Thank you. Okay. Godzilla is attacking. Day two comes in. Fluctuations go crazy. Monstrous levels of rank volatility, even for a core update. So I'm not not sure exactly what that's all about yet. Still diving into a a bit. Um, So now, now, in other words, day two comes around. Now we're at the level of rank volatility that we're used to seeing for a core update. It was big. How big? Not all core updates are equally impactful. Ooh, good question. How big? As big as my, not gonna say it. Um, as big as my inflated what? sense of self. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you just got that. As big, I just that, got it. That would have been over exaggeration, <laughs> if not a downright lie. Anyway, um, in all, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. In all seriousness, it was really big. Because the January 2020 core update that was really big. That was up there with Medic, and this slightly edged out the overall volatility we saw during the the um, January 2020 core update. So it's it's way up in the annuals of core update greatness. This thing was this thing was edging the twenty the January 2020 core update out from top to bottom. My right? top three, top five, top ten results may slightly edged out January across the board. Interesting. Yeah, it went by the, the the update was very odd. I found this update to be very odd. How come? What did you discover this time, Sherlock? <laughs> My stepfather, I was growing up, I would say something like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. That was, the, <laughs> <laughs> that was my childhood. He yeah, has great ideas. Like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Wonderful. Anyway, I was going to say, before you interrupted me with your question of how was it odd, I was going to say because one is the, the rollout was very slow. I'm not very, well, one was very slow and two was very short. Although Medic, by the way, was also very short. However, mm-hmm. what was very odd to me is that usually you see with the core update, the, the YMYL niches like health and finance, like health and finance, their volatility levels compared to other niches are noticeably different, noticeably higher, noticeably more. Rank volatility for YMYL niches. I think we all know this at this point. That's always part of the, the agenda. YMYL during the core updates. Except here, that was not the case. Very much uniform volatility increases depending on the not not dependent on the niche. Uniform across all niches. That's not to say that some niches slightly edged out other niches, like finance was a little bit more volatile, relatively speaking, than the other niches, but comparing it to previous behavior. During the core updates, this was a very, very uniform update, which is weird because that's only happened about, I think it happened during the March 2019 update to an extent, not anything like the uniformity we're seeing here. Very interesting. What's up with that then? I don't know. How the hell am I supposed to know that? (laughs) You know everything, right? Yes, I know everything. Ask me anything. (laughs) 
I will know the answer. True, not true, crap or not, I will answer you. I could speculate that with COVID-19 and how it's changed the web and how it's impacted content creation and what it means for user intent and user behavior, what we expect to see for the entire web, that Google's up the ante for anything and everything. Like, it's not like you can't just talk about health and finances. Everything has changed. Google's got to change and hit everything the same way. That's just a thought. I'm really honestly, I'm just running my mouth with that one. I have no idea if that's true, but it sounds good. Okay. But you know, I'm going to run with it and drop it like it's truth, even though it might not be. Okay, but you have to imagine that COVID does play a role here, right? I don't know. I guess so. I mean, I would think so. I mean, wait, 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 let's take that back. Yes, definitely. It's, it's part of it. I don't know, right. if, that, I don't know if it has, it, it, it's a definitive quality of the update or it really explains the update's trajectory. It's obviously a part of it because everyone's talking about it and that's user behavior and searching is all about it. So yeah, it's in there somewhere. I mean, there, the the COVID nineteen SERPs have been like in a tizzy in general. Like all these, there's been a bunch of um, unconfirmed updates in April. The COVID nineteen SERPs are all over the place, constantly changing. So it's hard to really see. Although I did see Google playing with local government sites. What do you mean? What did you see? So for COVID nineteen SERPs, local government sites like you know local like you know COVID nineteen cure, COVID nineteen vaccine, all those like top level COVID nineteen queries. So there, there are a lot of government sites. Like, um, in, in the, I'm talking about in the U.S. By the way, there are a lot okay. of state sites. You know, uh, you know, New York City. New, I'm sorry, New York.gov, Florida.gov, because they all have information about the the pandemic for their state on these sites. So Google's ranking them. So a bunch of those yeah. sites have been fluctuating in and out. Like I saw, um, I think Ohio went up, and Florida went down, and New York went oh. down, and this one went up, and that state went up. No, Delaware didn't do anything. No one cares about Delaware. What a pissant little state. <laughs> <laughs> it's just pissed off wow. everybody listening from Delaware. Um, but yeah, that's what I saw. What can, I don't, what can it cost for that, though? I don't know. I mean, I thought maybe it was like certain states are now hot spots, and certain states are cooling off a little bit. So I thought maybe that's why Google's changing it out because this state's no longer really in the news and now that one is. But if that's what's going on, then Google's like lagging behind maybe a week or two. Could be. And Google is lagging behind. I don't know. What I do know, this was really interesting. A lot of sites in the health niche that you would expect not to ever, ever, ever lose rankings did. Like the big fellows, the big guns, the SERP sheriffs lost rankings. SERP sheriffs? Yeah. You know, like... Keepers of the SERP, super authorities. <laughs> Keepers of the SERP. What the hell am I smoking? Um, hitting the crack pipe again. Right. Hey, the kids are out of the house. I'll smoke whatever I want now. Oh, no. Um, talking about sites like the CDC, um, Hopkins, you know, I think it was a Hopkins or Harvard. Like um, health.harvard.edu. I think it was health.harvard.edu. Bunch of other sites okay, that you would whatever, not expect. But- Whatever. So Whatever. What, what was your, you know, investigation findings? My investigation findings? Yeah, Sherlock. Sherlock? Uh, I don't know. I didn't really get too deep into it. Oh, really? <laughs> what do you... Cool. The, 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 update, <laughs> the update just rolled out like three days, like two two working days. <laughs> okay, give, me, okay. give me a break. <laughs> what? Holy mackerel. I've already put out tons know. of data, charts, you can check the... <laughs> I've looked at these sites and those sites. You're like, yeah, what about to explain the whole thing to me? <laughs> All right, Sherlock. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay. it may no, no, no. Okay, okay. 
what that does make sense to me because as COVID nineteen came in, I did look at this. Come on, you know I have something to say. I've always got something to say. That is <laughs> right. not my weakness. Um, <laughs> oh my oh, god! I, you're laughing a lot. You also got the munchies. <laughs> no, I'm just in good no. Mood. Yeah, you want some potato chips? No thanks. Thinking paranoid thoughts. <laughs> Anyway, it makes sense to see those big juggernauts of the health industry, the titans of health, the SERP sheriffs, lose a little bit of rankings. Because as COVID-19 came in, so those sites got a, a decent-sized boost. Like Google boosted them. It makes a lot of sense, right? Whole world's going to hell. Tons of different health queries. Google's going to boost up the super authorities. But now as, you know, maybe as it's as a, as the pandemic is waning just a bit in certain in certain um, countries or as Google's getting a better sense of things or as new things are becoming relevant in terms of the pandemic. So Google's just pulling back on that that boost, on that super focus on the super authorities just a bit as it, as it gets a better sense of things, I think. So like, I don't think it's like saying like, yeah, CDC, your site sucks. First off, they, 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 I'm not saying they lost like major rankings. I'm saying they went down a little bit. Like their, their, their visibility went, got pulled back a tad. Which I think is just a response to Google getting a better sense of things. That's all. By the way, since we're on the topic of sites, saw a really interesting one. I'm still working. This one I'm still working on. Vitamin Shop got hit. I think they sell online vitamins. What was interesting there was... um. It wasn't like they lost rankings for buy vitamins online. Like they're still ranking very well for that. Okay. Where they lost was like for things like related to like um some of the more I don't know what to call it, ancillary things they do, but like not tied into their like exact not I'm gonna call it exact identity or like the main thrust of their identity. Like weight gain wow. powders or you know, organic whatever health thing, whatever, whatever. Like vitamins are good. Like for like take like the weight gain stuff, like they were Google's picking sites. I was picking like big guns like Amazon. And then it's like picking sites that have a very strong focus on weightlifting and like weight gain for weightlifting, like GNC. But sites like um, for that kind of, those kind of queries, sites like, I don't know, like Target, Walmart, and Vitamin Shop, they're ranking on page two and now page three even. Because I think Google's saying like, hey, when we want to rank sites for this kind of stuff, we really want something niche, something with a micro focus. Something with very strong identity around this particular aspect of the health equation. Weight gain for weightlifting, whatever it is. So that's interesting to see. I got to pull out a little bit more, dive into a little bit more. But um, very interesting to see Google pull back on like – it's happened before. Like those keywords that are not really part of your main focus. But this is a very, very refined way of doing that. Like, yeah, if you have keywords that you're ranking for that really nothing to do with you, the core updates have hit those. But here – with Vitamin Shop, like weight gain powder for weightlifting, whatever the heck you want to call this stuff, it's part of its overall identity, but it's not part of the main thrust of its identity. So maybe Google is getting a little bit more specific in how it handles um, ranking you for keywords that are not part of your, you know, st- you know, staunchly related to your core. Still need to investigate that. It's a little bit anecdotal at this point. Oh, you want to ask me about um, winners and losers, and and winners and, win- and winners and losers lists? Do you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Ask me. <laughs> Who won? Who lost? <laughs> who won? Who lost, Morty? Please tell us. Who cares? <laughs> oh, what who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah, this was nice to see. Nice to see those lists. You could pull out, like I know, uh, Lily Ray pulled out like five hundred something domains. That's interesting. Like that, I can use maybe like see like 
you know, what sort of sites, what type of sites, pull some patterns there. But you're going to give me like 10 sites that won, 10 sites that lost. <laughs> what am I going to do with that? All right, that's cool. Half the time the data's wrong anyway, just saying. Anyway, okay. With okay. me dropping that bomb without explaining anything. <laughs> We're moving on. Crazy stuff. I'll do more diving. I'm doing a post on it, so look for it on the Rank Ranger blog. Let's get to Matthew Tanny about doing site audits, doing it right, doing it good, doing it Brooklyn. Cut one. Welcome to another In Search SEO podcast interview session. Joining us today is a personal favorite of mine, a most gentle soul, one of the hidden gems of SEO, and today we are bringing him to the forefront. Please welcome the director of SEO at glassesusa.com, Matthew Tenney. Welcome. Thanks so much for the intro. Very nice. Nice to be here. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to have you. So um, I have to admit, like I, I'm, I'm still feeling guilty because before we were, we were chatting, I have a really bad prescription. Like I'm blind as a bat, basically. Um, and I order glasses online, but I order from Zenny. Are we still okay <laughs> for the, We're still okay for the interview, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I may have to cut it short, and uh, we'll start. We'll start again, <laughs> and and leave out that word Zenny and right, just go right. with. But you should go to Glass. I have ordered for them, by the way, and I was very happy. So that's great. Yes, that's great. Good um, to know. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about site audits today, and there's like a ton to talk about. Just like a site audit, there's a ton to talk. There's a ton in the site audit. There's a ton to talk about site audits. But I want to make sure everybody's sort of on the same page um, in case you're a newbie in the SEO industry. So when we say site audit, what the hell are we talking about? Sure. Yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of different site audits. And today in the conversation, I think it's good to kind of focus on one. Obviously, we can talk about a few. There's you know, there's on-page, there's off-page, there's technical, and you know, I, I think uh, I, I bring a lot of experience with the on-page side, and obviously we know this is critical for having good content and getting rewarded both from users and Google. So uh, in general, site audit, we're talking about looking at your entire site, looking at the health of it and different factors and measures, and checking out to see what needs to be fixed. Yeah, and it's like a funny thing because people people are so hyped up on whether it's a core algorithm or ranking factors or whatever it is, or links, of course. But like foundationally, your on-page SEO is what's going to – I mean, Google has a certain budget, right? So it, it, it could look – and it could look very holistically. It could use machine learning to analyze your site or it could just look at your headers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, once you know the foundation of SEO, then figuring out – how to optimize it, like you said, this is the key. Okay, so with that, um, what you know, when you decide to do a um, a site audit, let's sort of get into your personal experience here. What does what's the deciding factor of saying, you know what, I think I like to sit down right now and spend the next eighteen hours doing a site audit. <laughs> It's funny that you say even 18 hours because I've estimated, you know, I, I used to work at a company that had you know, over 60 SEOs in-house. So we, I have a lot of experience to estimate how long these things take. Uh, that's that's fairly accurate. That's 18 really accurate? hours oh, is wow, nice. Even just for an analysis, look, ultimately it depends on how big the size is of the website. So uh, the reason that people are going to do audits, uh, it varies. We're talking about, okay, obviously you get hit or you have a loss of traffic. 
you need to go in and figure out what you need to fix. This is a great way to analyze uh, where you're at in terms of your benchmarks, in terms of what's not working and what needs to be fixed. Another opportunity is when somebody comes in, let's say an agency or somebody's not familiar with the website that they worked on in the past, it's a great way to learn the website. I mean, when you go in from A to Z, exactly what you said about budget. So you want to know basically what can Google find and how quality is the entire website that Google can find. Right. Those are kind of the two big ones that uh, give you a starting point. And the last one is potentially, you know, going through this experience and then building it into your routine as an SEO. You know, you're going to gain experience from doing the site audit and potentially in the future, break it up instead of doing a full site, do it in batches. One reason why I'm a huge proponent of full site audit is because I've had experience and I've even read where you really get evaluated on your entire website. At some point, enough pages are low quality. I like to give an analogy like it's poison. Basically, you're poisoning your entire website and potentially you're putting your entire website at risk. We're talking about either uh, some sort of manual action for low quality, thin content, what have you, or you get an algorithmic hit and you get to third page, fifth page, I don't know, whatever it is, but you see a big hit. So the, the routine we're talking about, we're talking about an opportunity to learn the website and also uh, for when you get hit. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think the, the idea of like it's, using a site audit is a great way to become like more intimate with your website and to understand like what's really happening. At a certain point, like you know, there's there's many times I've looked at a site audit, you know, for our for our site, and I'm like, okay, there's all these issues. It's you know, oh my god. But when you know the site, you start to realize, well, that's not really an issue. That page was there for this, and that's why this is like this, and that's why this is like that. Is it really possible when you first run that first site audit? Can you really gain it? Uh, you know, a um, pervasive understanding of the site or do you have to do multiple audits see how things are going see what's what what page is this why was it created what's it there for how is it working so that you can really take that like nuanced look at what a site audit can offer you so you're asking if you can really understand the site in depth and really understand what needs to be changed things like now, that off, off the bat your first site audit is that possible i do but so so there needs to be an understanding of the business, of the vertical that you're in, of the content. Otherwise, the action items, they're going to be fairly on the surface and they're not going to get deep. Uh, I do believe once you get that, you establish an understanding of the business, like anything you know, you get into, you need to know uh, what obviously the message is and what the purpose is and what the goals are. Besides that, establish the benchmarks. Uh, once you establish the benchmarks, then you can really have actionable items for that first site audit. And one tip that I do want to give is after one person goes through the audit, have somebody else review the audit. Sometimes it can be somebody that's very familiar with the website. They look at it every day. They get blinders. And if they do an audit, 
great. They can come up with actions, but it's really important to share that audit and get additional feedback from somebody that hasn't seen this website for a long time or they're not as familiar with it and you get kind of an unbiased view. So that way you can really kind of do some good checks and balances. Yeah, that's a good point because there's like there's an advantage to having somebody who's very familiar with the site look at the audit and then there's an advantage to having someone who has no clue what they're looking yeah. at. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you mentioned before the, the idea of batches. I was wondering, at what point do you start to say, you know what, okay, fine, I don't need to run the full audit on the site anymore. I can look at, you know, I'll look at my links now. I'll look at, you know, some content aspects or some content metrics now. How do you get to that point? How do you know when is batch time? Well, it's a good question. Most of the audits that I do, it's a full site audit. And then it becomes more of a routine. So after that first site, then I call it kind of more like a quick and dirty so the batches that you can do are kind of like top performing pages, check out those as lowest performing pages, you know, break it up into numbers. The whole idea here is that in that first audit, likely you're going to identify useless pages, pages that don't bring value to users, pages that waste your budget or per se for Google and that you need to get rid of. And the goal is, and, and hopefully what you're going to do is identify what's causing those pages and fix those, let's call them bad practices or unintended, uh, unintended circumstances, fix those for the future. So then you won't have those repeating and then go, and then you'll understand what batches you should do. If you got hit, if you got hit manually or algorithmic, go in there, do a whole site. Don't do it in batches. Yes, it takes time. But like I said, you know, there's enough pages that's going to hold down the weight of the site, I believe, that your entire website can get hit. Or at least you're going to identify patterns on those very low quality pages that you need to start fixing in the future and prevent you know, when you're ordering content or uploading or working on a new layout. So there are very big insights that you'll get and moving forward that you build it. Have I, you, hope, I hope that kind of answered your yes, your question about batches. You mentioned um, algorithm updates. I'm wondering, just off the cuff, not to put you on the spot or anything, but have you ever been hit, one of your sites been hit by an update, done an audit, and be like, oh, there's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, one of the best ways to learn, uh, sometimes you go through mistakes. So as a somebody who's worked in companies that uh, had purchased previous sites or purchased networks of sites. You know, sometimes we inherited unhealthy assets. And when that's the case and doing the audit, it was one of the best ways to identify, look, the, the quality is not good. We're talking about metrics like time on page, bounce rate, conversion rate. These are solid metrics that, that helped us evaluate the health of the site. Uh, obviously, there are some metrics uh, that we can get into a little bit more in the in this conversation, but those are kind of the, the highest quality ones that, that we were looking at that helped identify uh, what to fix. I do want to get into um, a deeper dive into the metrics in a second, but uh, I'm just sure. something you said kind of sparked my, my curiosity. You, you mentioned before, and I, I know your background a little bit. Um, you work with um, sites where you're acquiring assets, and now you're working at Glasses USA, where I'm assuming you're not acquiring any yeah. assets. No. What does the site audit look like now? For it's a, a very like good question. So, and I think people who work in the e-commerce industry they can probably identify with this. So there are 
different industries that there are a ton of products and it's a opportunity to work with kind of the product team, the development team operations and kind of fine tune. What do we want to communicate to Google and what do we want from a user perspective? And the audit is going to be complex. I haven't done it yet. I do have it planned <laughs> and, and it's going to go in and, and clean up a lot of pages. It's going to remove pages. Obviously, you know, my rule of thumb is uh, it doesn't have uh, traffic and it doesn't have backlinks. Bye. Right. Uh, or evaluate if it needs to be changed, but likelihood bye. Uh, then pages that maybe they don't have organic potential no search volume users just it's not a high intent uh, search volume or search worthy page but from a user perspective when they get to the website and they go through their funnel of purchasing glasses it may be very valuable for yeah. them so in that case then part of this audit it's going to be a bit untraditional that i'm going to go through a lot of pages and either no index or maybe adjust the canonical uh, to a similar page so it's it's a different type of audit because uh, there there are so many pages so many legacy pages so many products uh, so i'm excited to get into it and there's a lot of cleanup <laughs> a lot whole, of cleanup to do that's a lot and it's of good content. look they until now the, the, the you know the company's done great organically and you know extra optimization is just going to take it a step further Right, and that could really be the difference between ranking, you know, five versus ranking three, and that could be the difference between ranking above or below the fold. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Good luck to you. <laughs> I don't envy you. <laughs> so, <laughs> that'll probably take more than eighteen hours. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I guess I, I can I can feel your your dread like coming through the uh, the electric wires that are connecting our two computers together. It's good. No, it's 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 all it's all good, and I I just always look at it as it's just the, there's so much more potential, and it's exciting. So I'm really glad that I got this ahead of me. Pro, pro tip: like if you're out there, and you're dreading the 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 site audit. Yeah, everybody is. So it's not just you. Yeah. Yeah. Look, just ultimately think about uh, you know the experience that you get, and uh, the result should be. A big boost in money, so uh, additional traffic, money, and the end of the the day. That's what uh, that's what I'm here for. So <laughs> that's what keeps me motivated. Nice. Okay, so let's talk. Let's talk metrics. Um, so you've run your site audit, and now you have I don't know, like four bazillion different metrics to look at. How do you figure out where to start? Does it depend on the site on where you're starting? Um, it just where do you go? Because literally, there's there's a million places you can start. So it's a good question and interesting that you brought up depending on the site. So ultimately, you know what your goals are and what makes the business tick. That should drive what the key metrics are. You know, it's going to be different from business to business. Ultimately, you know, we're talking about a combination of analytics, rankings, and let's say some technical tool, whatever you like, to kind of get some additional info. I like to get a whole story or almost a whole story of each page. And what I mean by that is putting all these metrics together and first and foremost, establishing a benchmark. So a benchmark for, let's say, bounce rate and conversion. What you can do is build a formula that will flag problematic pages. 
So you establish your benchmarks and say, let's say my bounce rate is X and my conversion rate I want is this. And any page that has a higher bounce rate and a lower conversion rate, okay, the, the formula exists out there. You can do this through a BI team. You can do this uh, manually in Excel. And boom, you got a flagged page. Right. So start with that. So I recommend, uh, you know, in a general sense, let's say, Conversion rate can also be different conversions. You know, conversion rate can be registration, conversion rate can be uh, subscription, whatever it is. Uh, it doesn't have to be a purchase. So first of all, make sure that you have that metric. Make sure that it's accurate. Uh, something, a tip that uh, not everybody may be familiar with is bounce rate can be affected significantly by events or something that causes an interaction. So technically, you want to communicate to a developer or maybe your analyst, somebody to check out if events uh, are being triggered as non-interaction. If it's non-interaction, then your bounce rate does not get affected. Basically, I want you, I, I, I want to recommend to have a, a bounce rate that reflects somebody going to the page and leaving. Potentially, so that's a starting point. A bounce rate can mean something different for other companies and businesses. From my experience, I like it to be somebody got to the page and then they leave right away without going to any other page. And in order to do that, you need to have clean analytics. So that's one problematic page. Beyond that, we're talking about what's the rank of, let's say, your main keyword for that page. Are you ranking at the top? Let's just say you're ranking at the top and you're getting no traffic. What does that tell you? I'll ask you, Morty, if you were in that situation. <laughs> if I'm ranking really well and there's no traffic, yeah, it's, a, it's not a target. It's not my target audience. Yeah, exactly. So you need to probably optimize either go after a different audience slash keyword, or you need to scratch that idea, and that's a waste of your budget. Right. Good for Google, by the way, for ranking you for that for that keyword. Yeah, that's nice in Google, but ultimately, nice if you don't metric. get anything, what's <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for. Yeah, that's we're here good. to get that's better rankings. One. No, I thought that's, that's a good call. That's a good column to put it. Vanity metric, yes or no? That's like a that. definite vanity metric. I'm number one for this keyword. <laughs> I'm number one for. Like, I have like a bunch of. I always do this to make myself feel better. I have like when I when I update my my blog tracking, I'll enter like a really long yeah. tail keyword that I know I'll rank number one for. <laughs> and you're doing I'm great. Doing you feel really great. good with that oh, wow. keyword. <laughs> Look, sometimes long tails bring very high intent, and that's great. I think long so, tail, yeah. We can know, talk about that another time because I think that – Yeah, sure. No, we can talk about it now also. We, no, huge. we talked about it now. It's fine. I was just digging into uh, it's this. It's a little bit off topic. That's fine. It's cool. So, no, no, we'll do oh. it. We'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> like um, what's his name? Bill O'Reilly. We'll do it live. Um, oh. There's no room half the pl half the time for those unless you're high intent. In other words, like, let's say you do like, um, I don't know, query for like, I don't know, Parkinson's. I, just, I'm, I don't have Parkinson's. I was just doing a bunch of medical research yeah. for SEO. So morbid. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or like lung cancer death. That's right. <laughs> I want to get really even morbid. Better. Yeah, even more morbid. Wow. Um, okay. You know, you have like five or six sites are going to be like, um, you know, um, WebMD, the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic. Then you're going to have like Harvard and Hopkins in there. Google loves Harvard and Hopkins as if it's the only two universities on the planet. And then you're going to have something like, I don't know, like um, the Cancer Society of America.org. And then, like, maybe, like, cancer.net. They have, like, one, like, non-organization, regular website in there. There's no room unless you're 
going after like some like particular nuance long tail keyword for Parkinson's. It's true. Yep. Okay, it's I'm true. ranting. So me- metrics. Right. Sorry. Uh, there's, there's other no metrics no that room. you. <laughs> other metrics that you could put in. Uh, make the room for these metrics. Right, make room for metrics. Uh, That's a good slogan. So make room for metrics. Make room for metrics. That's a good Cute. bumper sticker. Yeah. So internal linking, I think that's yeah. nice. You want to know if that page has internal links. And the reason for that and the last metric is backlinks or referring domains, however you look at it. Uh, I think that, again, this tells the almost the whole story and it really helps with the action items. The content is good, you know, bounce rate, conversion rate, time on page, th- those things are decent. And uh, it just, you know, it needs a little boost and, and you know, some PR or uh, getting some more exposure on the site through and giving it some backlink, internal Give links. Give me some TLC. I'm, I'm curious, what are you looking yeah. for with the internal links? So a few things. One, quantity, and then, you know, going in a little bit deeper of the actual words that are being used. Uh, you know, from my experience... You obviously want to do what's good for the users and you know more and more sites are using uh, more exact or let I call them like money uh, words linking to pages uh, rather than natural so you know that's kind of a, a little way to give a little a boost and optimize by uh, adjusting the words that are being used and obviously you don't want to go in and just adjust the specific words you want to adjust the actual page and make the page valuable so going in there and uh, really uh, giving some value besides just here's two words or three words that are linking. Let's yeah, let's so that out. What's your what's your approach here? Because you you can do that. You can do like I don't know. Let's say you're linking to um, think of an example. Thinking of an example. I don't know. You're a car dealership, and you're linking to a mechanic, and you can link to um, you know the word auto parts, or you can link to something a little bit more specific or a little bit more we'll call it long tail, right? And there's there's like, there's been these two approaches in the SEO for like forever. Right? Do you just go for that very exact keyword, or do you, you know, sort of give Google a little bit more context with a little bit of a longer anchor text? So we know now that Google understands the context, and it can be a long, it can be exact. I think ultimately, uh, you know, trying to, of course, I'll be politically correct and manipulate it in order to gain rankings. That's a no-no, and of course, uh, many SEOs are not going to be public about it. So ultimately, you want to do what works for the users. So within the context of the site, what I kind of do to group these and understand kind of where you're at is uh, to kind of group the long tails and the exact into money. And I say, you know, this is money, and then natural and domain, that's like that's the other half of it. And, you know, it's important to, from an SEO, just to kind of know where you're at. And ultimately, um, you can try different things, let's say, on your own website. And instead of using the long tail, try the exact. And maybe it will be good from a user and from a, a search engine perspective. Cool. Nice. How often do you change text around just to get the anchor text right? Um, not... As often, it's more in these audits, let's say, or if you know I, I'm pushing a specific page and I, and I realize that page has been buried. You know, there there's a lot of potential and value to that page. Let's make sure that we give that page more exposure. So, you know, we're talking about header, menu, sidebar, or within other articles that get some nice traffic or PR. Uh, that's a good method to you know make sure that that 
that page will get additional boost. So I have to ask a very generic question at this point, and I'm sorry for doing it. It's just I have to do it. What are the general mistakes that you see? I think like, you have to ask this question to everybody you, you speak to, depending on the, to- you know, specific to the topic. I don't ask them about site sure. audits every time. But what are the general mistakes you see people making when they're doing a site audit? So first of all, stats. Uh, like I said, you want accurate stats. Uh, that's one. Two is, you know, general content uh, where... You are, let's say, being consistent with uh, with your site and your page. You're giving us, you know, you, you have uh, maybe somebody in your company, or you can get an expert that's good with UX to really help uh, make you uh, see what you're doing right and wrong. Uh, in in a general rule of thumb, that's it's a UX perspective, and then it's the actual quality of the content. So a lot of times. From an, from SEOs that take over sites. Uh, I don't know percentage of SEOs, but I know, I notice a lot. They're, they're very text heavy and it's really not necessary, you know, and, and users expect and, and react to something much better where, you know, you're breaking up the text with graphical elements, whether it be images, video, listicles, uh, bullet points, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, I, I notice a lot of times that's missing. Uh, let's say headers. Headers are huge. It's great for breaking up the text. It's nice for users. Uh, uh, headers above, let's say, even uh, uh, a a video. Let's say a video uh, that you're hosting yourself. You know, ne- doesn't necessarily have a title within it. Like uh, if you're hosting from a third party. So you know, putting a header above a video, uh, explaining what the user is about to see. Uh, same idea if you have a table, like a comparison table, a header above the table. Uh, images, you know, sometimes uh, the websites, they kind of have a general rule where their images are clickable, either converting or uh, they're clickable to, you know, uh, opening up a, a bigger okay. image. Uh, you want to be consistent. So a lot of times I notice inconsistencies uh, from page to page, and, and that's a lot of times big insights that we see. Uh, pages that are succeeding, uh, as opposed to the pages that are not succeeding, they're a lot of times they're missing those other things, and maybe those are that's because they're legacy pages that the current SEO didn't work on those old pages, or they didn't have the right strategy in place, you know, uh, or A/B tests. You gain insights, and you only did those changes to your top pages, and those other neglected pages don't have that same treatment. Um, I'm sure I'm missing out some That's patterns okay. and, and, and other, uh, but a big thing is, uh, just long text, we're not breaking it up. Good UX, uh, and making sure the pages have the internal links. Uh, and you know, that's SEO for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. Like, I always like Welcome this. Welcome to, to SEO. <laughs> that's, that's, it's all you need to know. You're on your own. See you later. Yeah, you're done. You're Bye. done. Bye. Uh, no, but it's true. Like I always think about, um, you know, um, text creation from an educational perspective. So one of the things in, in teaching, which I used to be a teacher, was um, kids who have special um, special needs, special education students, one of the, I forgot, I haven't taught in a long time, accommodations. One of the accommodations that you have for them is called chunking, where you do a little bit with them, do something else, come back to it. And I f- it's like imaging or images is a way to do that. And I think I, I, 
There's a, there's a fly buzzing around my microphone. Sorry about that. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen it. It's, it's been driving me crazy this entire interview. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I want to kill that fly so bad. Um, one of the things, and I do see this in some of the bigger SEO sites, is that they don't. the only use of images is um, for teaching purposes. So we'll have a graph in there or we'll have a, um, you know, a, a chart or whatever it is. But you, it's okay to throw an image in there just as an eye break. Like I have like 4,000 words. Holy crap, who's going to read this? So after, after every other heading, after every heading, throw an image in there. That relates obviously to the content. Don't just sure, throw yeah. an image of Think your about in there. the emotion that you get as well from that image. Yeah. It's very hard to measure, okay, this image made this sort of impact. But in general, yeah, images give off emotion and tell a story. So it's important. Yeah, I spent way too much time picking out images. I just, it's, it's whatever. I, I have like a thing. I don't like crappy stock photo images. That's your thing? Yeah. And I, I'm like really picky about what I find. Eventually I give up because it's all crap, but. Oh, you guys don't use stock? We do. We do. Okay. Because we were, we're so you you're stuck. But I, I try to find something a little bit like offbeat, a little bit more creative. Not like okay. your typical, like, I don't know, like, um, I can't think of a good stock image. Like, you know, a set of tools sitting there on the desk next to a computer. Like everyone's so done look, that. Look, you're times. a creative guy. Right. Maybe you need sometimes to uh, to give somebody a, a take a stock image and give them a little uh, guidance of what to change in it. Right. That's what I should do. That's what I should do with my time. After I finish <laughs> all my audits, I think it will be less time for that potentially than looking more for more and more stock images. It's bad. It's really bad. So, I hate there it. There you go. Okay. So thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> with that. With that. We have a little game we play on this show. It's called Optimize It or Disavow It. Um, if you are, this is your first time listening, welcome. What it is is I will give Matthew two options, and there'll be either two really good options, and he's stuck choosing one good option over another good option, and no one likes throwing away a good option, or two really bad options, and no one likes choosing one crappy option over another crappy option. So this is the Matthew Tenney version of Optimize It or Disavow It. It's a zero-sum world, Matthew. You can say it depends. I discourage it, but I accept it. It's okay. I understand. I'll put my John Mueller cap on. Right. It depends. I, everything in SEO depends. It depends. It depends. It depends. My line is, it's not a nursing home. There are no depends here. Um, Did Matt Cutts used to say it depends? I don't think so. Interesting. I don't, I mean, I don't keep stock of how many times they say it depends. Yeah. But John's an but it depends guy. Like, Gary's not. Yeah. Gary's like, no, it's wrong. Whatever. <laughs> Even though, like, I don't know what you're talking about, which is wrong. But John, John, John's good. John's very on target. Even with it, yeah. it depends. No, but I like that about John because, like, you know, he's thinking about it. You're getting a well thought out answer. Yeah. As opposed to like, shut up, don't bother me. It's your freaking job, Gary. That's what you're here for. Anyway, have to pick on the Googlers out there. No comment. No comment. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get like, – watch. Watch the next core update. We're going to get slammed. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's sitting there pushing buttons. <laughs> I'll show him. I, but I, I'm going to push up John because, John, I love you. Maybe John will have another button that will put us back yeah. up. Right. Okay. Okay. So go. Right. So your option is like this. Okay. You could do one or the other, either a technical audit or a content-based audit. Which one do you do? Uh. So it, it depends. depends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, in general, I would go with content. I mean, we know even Google uh, publicized it that you know the three most important SEO things 
con- rank brand content and links. So right. I can go with content in general. Most sites and Google and search engines can really handle a lot of tech issues, but you know, at least have somebody with some technical knowledge just go through, make sure your robots TXT and your disavow canonicals, what, what have you. You make don't sure want to be blocking your crawler from everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make sure like that's intact because without that, uh, spending any time on on page doesn't matter for organic value maybe for other marketing channels but uh i would say let's let's change it really quick short 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 tech just to make sure things are in place and then go with the the on page okay so that's definitive that's not it depends like do the you know make yeah. sure you're being crawled yeah. and yeah I, I that was good I circled back there to uh you redacted your really, depends. To prov- yeah, to, <laughs> to give a, diff- a, a real. A <laughs> That's very brave answer. of you. Thank you. You're welcome. It um, depends on the on this situation. Right, but it doesn't because you should just do the you know make sure you're not blocking crawlers and then go to content. So it doesn't. No, I'm it doesn't depend. About me, me. Uh, oh, you. Being brave and, I see. It depends. No. It depends. That's always true. It depends how much money is involved. No, of course no, not. Of course not. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. I do have to go kill the fly now. Okay. And I appreciate good you getting that little... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to need it because I'm not good at killing flies. Thanks so much. Thank I really you appreciate it. This was I great, really by enjoyed the way. This. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks. Take care, Marty. You too. Bye. Bye. And we are back to your regularly scheduled In Search SEO podcast. We should do a podcast like a fireside chat. I think Matthew would be good for that. Like a fireside chat. We're sitting here with Matthew. We're having a nice fireside chat about SEO audits. Very calm guy. Not like me. He's a nice person. Nice, calm, (laughs) sincere. I'm sincere. Uh, Genuine. (laughs) All the things I aspire to be once a a year, Yom Kippur. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. That's a day of repentance for Jews, by the way. (laughs) Which is like the worst day in the world for me. Anyway. 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 (laughs) Let's do some news. Big news out there. Sapir, could you please hit it with the news? Google is running a new search suggestion that offers a search suggestion based off your recent search history. Yeah, right? So you like, oh, you search for this? Maybe you should also search for this product. And this, we're pulling it right out of your search history. Really yeah, interesting. Thank you, Morty. Yep. I will <laughs> talk more about this on the bonus content for this podcast. Oh, deep thoughts on Twitter. By the way, deep thought, Twitter, unique bonus content for the podcast on the Twitter page in search underscore SEO. Check it out. Thank you, Morty. You're welcome. Let's move on. Let us move the, on. The WWW version of LinkedIn dropped out of Google's index for a bit. This has nothing to do with Google, but with something on LinkedIn's site. Yeah, and it came back. It was gone very shortly. Um, uh, Barry Schwartz had a whole thing, why it happened, what happened. I totally forget what he said. I'm going blank. So go look it up on Barry's site, seroundtable.com. Nice shout out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Search Console now shows errors and performance metrics for the special announcement markup. Oh, and Rank Ranger now supports special announcement markup code creation that it's Schema markup generator. That wasn't a comment on the article. I'm just plugging Rank Ranger. That was good. Thank Morning. you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't even prepare that. I'm like, oh, I should totally do that right now. <laughs> okay. That's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> Moving on. Google says it has gotten more local with the news around COVID-19, saying it has moved to show more local news sources. Google also said news results for its top stories carousel for COVID-19 queries need, need not to be am. Yeah, need not be am. Bet your balls I'm talking about that on a deep thought on the Twitter page for the podcast because that's nuts to me. Very upset about this. But good, by the way, that, that local news is getting more coverage within within Google's top stories carousel. Mm-hmm. So good for that. Good for that. Amp oh, thing okay. making me nuts. Check that out on Twitter at some point this week. It's coming out. Thank you, Marty. So annoying lastly, and stupid. It's ridiculous. Lastly, Google has a new toy for product marketers. The rising retail categories tool tells you which products are getting hotter and more popular. Wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> what a freaking coincidence that Google all of a sudden lets out this very unique, unprecedented insights tool where it has never done this before to this extent or anywhere near it. As soon as it launched free product listings within Google Shopping. So check that out. What a coincidence. Amazing. 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 Oh, we didn't talk about the May 2020 core update. In case we, you're tuning in, in case you're just tuning in now, like you just jumped to the news section of this podcast, we covered it like 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago, whatever it is. So <laughs> right. go, go go rewind a bit. Anyway, thank you for the news up here. Always insightful. Always Welcome. pleasant. Yes. <laughs> I know. Um, which means on to our next segment. Smooth transition. Smooth pivot. It's the fun. Very smooth. In search. SEO send off question. So we had this question from last week. We didn't ask. I don't remember why. Totally blank that we even because, had this question. Because I gave a, I gave that question, but I didn't see that you already had another question. So we just went with your question. No one instead. cares. No one's following what even we're talking though, about. Even though <laughs> mine was better. We just lost five okay. listeners as you kept talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. I'm just gonna shut up from that. No, no, no! I didn't mean it like that. Just you know, just my personality is being a jackass. I'm kidding. I know you're a jerk. Uh, (laughs) Okay. So this week, you want to know what the fun send-off question is? Yeah, that's why we're doing this. Okay. This week, we're asking if Google had a fan base, what would they be called? By the way, say if Google had a fan base, what would they be called? That's the question. I had no idea. I thought. You meant like sports fan bases sometimes have names, and that's not what you meant, or that's not what you mean, right? No, I think also like sports fan clubs have names. Like I don't really know. Like for example, it, it's usually like pop stars. Right. Like, See, I, I, I saw that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I I, I Google this. Right. I'm like, oh, right. okay. Now I know why she asked this. <laughs> it's all this like pop people. But it's not just Taylor that. Swift. Like, you know? Did you know that Jaws ha- have like a fan base and they're called what? Was, what were they called? Ah, Finn Addicts. Oh, that's cool. Finn, that's, cool. that's cool. That's cool. See, it's not just like I mean, there's you, you know, know Deadheads. That's the mo- that's like the most yeah musical acts. Deadheads. But it's not just musical acts. You don't wait, wait, wait. Movies and TV shows. Don't gloss over it. What's a Deadhead? Uh, deadhead. Yeah, Deadhead. Is it a band? No, it's if you're a Grateful 
dead fan. You're a deadhead. Oh my god! How do you not know that? It's like how t- did I know that? It's such a classic. It's such a classic. It's like, oh, who's Mozart? Deadheads. Equal in my mind in terms of what you should know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Why don't you take it away with your answer? Okay. Uh, I think the the fan base is going to be Google Serpies. Oh, Serpies. That's, that's creative. Yeah, because it reminds me of herpes. <laughs> reminds you of herpes? Why have you had herpes before? That this reminds you of it? Think, I would think. Answer the question. Like Answer the question. Wait, no. If we had fans, they would be like obnoxious. You know what I mean? Yeah, they'd be SEO yeah. people. Right. Right. <laughs> you would ask a dumb question on Twitter, and they they would think, eat you and spit you out, and flush you. That makes sense. Serpies. Serpies. Have you had herpes that remind you? Said it reminds you of herpes. No. No, it's because it, it, it rhymes. Oh, because it rhymes. Okay, not because yeah. you've had herpes. <laughs> no, I know. And this r- reminds you of herpes. <laughs> that's very personal information Only to reveal on the podcast. Can you find another word that, that rhymes with serpies other than herpes? Slurpees. Done. Boom. Booyakasha. Have a slurpee. <laughs> okay, whatever. What's your answer? Um... Being that the only see, I thought about this from a purely sports point of view, yeah. And there's very few like you know teams that have like you know names for their fans. However, the best NFL football team does the Steelers. Their fans are called Steeler Nation. Oh, really? Yes, which I am very much a part of. Okay. Steeler Nation. Just borrowing that, being totally lazy, and is going to call it Google Nation. God, you're so lame. Yep. Steeler Nation, Google Nation. Because Google's borrowing authority from the Steelers. Anyway, that'll do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the In Search SEO Podcast. Don't forget, next Tuesday is another episode of the In Search SEO Podcast. Tune in, check it out, share it, whatever. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget, it's been In Search because we're all in search of something. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.